Hey y'all, I'm Kendra. And I'm Faith. And we are co-hosts of Socialized Podcast. So, tell the people why we spell socialize the way we do. Well, it's S-O-C-I-A-L-I-E-S. Like social life. You get it? Yep. Anywho, it's a play on words that I came up with because sometimes we believe the lies that others feed us to define us. So, we are using this platform to empower and inspire women to deny the lies, grab hold of the truth, believing God's perspective. We offer encouragement to our listeners as we talk about life's everyday issues. Real life, real talk, real God. Hey everybody. Hola. It is Kendra and Faith and um, today's content is going to be a little bit different than normal. However, we will use um, our platform to ensure that we express how we feel as black women in America that have to deal with the weight of seeing people or excuse me, our brothers and sisters um, die at the hands of police, die innocently, unarmed. And um, I'll just say that if your response to Black Lives Matter is All Lives Matter, then unfortunately this is not going to be the show for you. Not this one. Just skip. Just go to the next one because yeah. it is, we, we go back to... Um, the regularly scheduled program, but we cannot move forward and not um, show our feelings and how we feel about it. So, um, yeah, again, if you're not comfortable with that topic, then you may want to skip on to the next one or go listen to another one from last week. So anyway, um, I'll just say I remember, you know, when we first started, um, planning for socialize and how I was kind of like hesitant to, um, Ooh, I was kind of hesitant to, you know, get on, like talk about controversial things, you know? Um, there were certain things I was like, Hey, we ain't talking about this. We ain't talking about that. But at the end of the day, forgive me (laughs) and I forgive myself for just not really, I guess, understanding what I was saying. Because what I felt these last past, like, what, three, four weeks has been something totally different. And not that anything in the past has not affected me, but it's something about these last few weeks that has completely put me in a whole nother emotional state. And, um, yeah, we just want to, we just want to, you know, speak from the heart in support of this whole thing with people like us being literally lynched. We ain't in support of that. We in support of the opposition. In the opposition, yes, definitely. Right. So, um, (laughs) you you got, (laughs) so in the last week, I'm sure you can tell, if you listen, you could tell by now I'm not a person that normally has few words. Mm-hmm. Normally I'm pretty long-winded once I get going. 
But in the last few weeks, I have found myself at a loss for words. Not because I'm numb or not able to feel, but quite the opposite. I was feeling every type of negative emotion that comes to mind. Everything from sadness to grief to helplessness to hopelessness to stress that presented itself in my body by way of headache and actually chest pain and being on the verge of tears and finding it hard to put words to all of that and definitely finding it hard to to put put any positive spin on it and i know as a christian woman i i should have faith and trust and know that God is even in this. But I'll be honest and say that in the last, definitely the last week, but I was already, I think last week with George Floyd pushed me over. So I was already frustrated on the topic of racial injustices and finding it hard to pray in that regard. But last week, shut me down yeah um and it was hard to verbalize anything other than just an overwhelming sense of being tired and exhausted in a way that wasn't just mental wasn't just emotional wasn't just physical but all combined at the same time and weighing very, very heavy. And uh, if you, any of you follow me on social media, you probably have seen that I found a few words since then, but the fact that it took me this long to find them, um, that, that people that could easily have been my brother or my uncles or my dad or my cousins are being murdered. And now it's not just men. We have several cases of women being killed unjustly. So there's no sense of security. Whatever, not that there was much to begin with, but whatever sense that being an upstanding citizen being a hard worker, that being good at my field or in my craft or being a good Christian, being upstanding, being a good person, any sense that that mattered when it comes to some people was shattered last week. And I think... It held up a mirror to thoughts that were there, but always pushed to the back of my mind. And now it was, I was forced to confront them. Um, I've been in a vehicle that was pulled over and you feel like, I felt like I've had a mini panic attack. I've called someone to let them know that I've been pulled over because I wanted them to know where I was if something happened. 
I've been afraid to reach for my driver's license. Matter of fact, I re I know that I recall trying to make sure that everything was pulled together before the officer even got to my window because reaching for just reaching for your driver's license or your registration and insurance could be it. It's stressful um, to know that I have people in my life that I know have come home from a routine traffic stop beaten black and blue with no ticket. There was no wrongdoing enough for a ticket to even been issued, but some officer used their force and used their power as an officer of the law and misused it because of a bias and or I can't even step into the mind of someone who would do that. It, it It's frustrating to me. It's uh, I'm just, I'm finding myself at a loss for words again, but all of it, it come, came to a head this week. And I know a lot of people have varying different feelings about the aftermath because now people are protesting and people are also rioting and looting. And I want to make sure that they're, that I'm making the um, difference between the two because everybody that's protesting is not a looter. There are peaceful protests happening. And then there are people who are agitating the crowds to make the situation worse. And I think what we need to do is allow those people, not that I condone looting or I condone tearing up stuff, but I do condone people to feel. And there is a reaction. You know, right. there there's a reaction. You know, and in our case, it's like for, for some... Being peaceful has gotten you beat, you know. Being black has got you beat, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like one of my grandmothers used to say, for lack of a better term, you're damned if you do it, you're damned if you don't. If you don't, you know. And so for me, I haven't posted anything. Like I haven't, haven't said anything. I've actually met, you know, met some form of, what I would consider um, a lack of respect due to what I looked like and due to because you felt like you had this type of authority over me that you could disrespect me in a way that is not okay, you know? So for me, I don't know. Like, I, I'm angry, very, very angry to the point of... <laughs> tears every day you know and you pray but I can't say in this moment that praying is my first option you know I have to do it and I know that he's I know that he's sovereign and I know that he's righteous but praying ain't taking away my pain it ain't, it ain't taking away the fact that people like us are being gunned down unjustly. And does, does that mean I'm going to stop praying? No, absolutely not. I ain't crazy like that. 
But I do understand when people lose faith and lose hope. Because if I be honest, sometimes I'm on the brink saying, Jesus, like, really? When, when are you going to come? Like, when are you going to help us? Yeah, It's been hundreds of years of the same thing. And it's like, it's like we, it seems like we're getting farther, but then it seems like we get knocked back even further. Mm-hmm. Everything that the Malcolm X and the Martin Luther Kings and the Harriet Tubman's, everything that they stood for and marched for and fought for, it's like stuff is kind of being reversed. You know? Or it never went anywhere. Or it never, be, exactly. Know, never went anywhere. The difference is now everything is easily accessible by way of social media exactly and technology allows it to be recorded and there's a there's a there's an account mm-hmm. other than just m- my word right. which isn't worth you know which isn't worth much right to some people or to the system exactly you know, and to the system and that's the whole thing is the system was never made for us right so we are it was it's not broken it's working just fine it's for the people it's that working it's meant just to fine work for, for the people that it's meant to work but for the rest of us the rest like me and you my daddy your daddy your brothers my cousins nephews you know what i'm saying and then just thinking about that like my little nephews and you know how you know we're we're both family oriented like you know it's that's what it is and just to think like you're looking at your nephews and even my niece, I even have to tell her, you know what I'm saying? You ain't like the rest of your friends because she goes to a private school. It's not that many black people at her school. And it's like, you are never going to get to do the things. Even you'll get, you'll get in trouble for things that all of y'all did, but the rest of them ain't, you know what I'm saying? Because guess what? They look at you and they think that you're, you're, you're less valuable they're going to make sure that the rest of them get what they need. But you kind of like a lost cause. And that's not fair. Right. It's not. It's not. Because that's the a system, single, man. Not a single person alive, dead or alive, chose their skin tone. It's not like you sat in your mother's womb was like, ah, I want to be high yellow. I want to be white. I want to be Asian. I want to be of African descent. Mm -hmm. None of us have any choice in that matter. And it's not even that you should want to have a choice. The way that God created you is is good enough. It's beautiful. And I hate, one of the slogans that I hate is, I don't see color. But yes, you do. How can you not? Girl, all these different colors out here. Right. And it's It's a beautiful thing. I love it. But for you to sit here and think that you're you can explain your point of view of being just ignorant and saying, I don't see color, I love everybody. Goodbye. The first thing you see when I come walking in the room is my black big hair wearing self. Period. That is the first thing you see when I walk in the room. That's the first that is literally the first thing that if we be honest, that we notice about anything. When a person comes in, the first thing you see is the big, mm-hmm. whether it's black, white. Asian, Hispanic, mm-hmm. that's what you see. So, I mean, stop with that. Like, it's, it gets irritating. And, you know, I my mentor was telling me that I have to guard myself because, you know, there's been, I went to a predominantly white high school and um, I've had friends to post, both black and white, and just some of the rude things that they've said, you know, like just... Sometimes I just feel like you you just got to be quiet. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not an issue for you to speak on, especially when you don't experience it. Like, you can't tell me as a black person how I'm supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. Because number one, at the end of the day, you're never going to be judged by anybody in society the way I'm going to be judged, simply by what I look like. Yeah. So. I definitely think you should say something, though. I'm talking about you, Kendra. Yeah. should say something because I, I want to... Uh, I had an experience. I told you I found some words. I think it was Saturday a few days ago and posted it. And I had a white friend from high school. Actually, we were friends from younger elementary school. And we were actually pretty close friends, like as in I went to her house and mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. But things changed because of a situation that happened. Her dad came home from out of town while I was there and had some negative comments to say. And I called my mom and I left and I never went back. That was my choice. But anyway, after all these years, we're still Facebook friends. And um, she, in response to what I posted, posted basically an ally statement that she had been afraid to post not really knowing what to say mm-hmm. or knowing if what she would say would be perceived in a negative light, but that she wanted to use her whiteness and her privilege in being white to bring light to the injustices. So there, I don't want in any way, shape, or form for it to seem like I personally feel, and I know Kendra doesn't either, that right, all right. white people are racist, all white people are bad or have this... Um, superior concept of themselves over black people. Mm-hmm. But with and with the whiteness though, there comes a privilege. And I think choosing to remain ignorant to the privilege in and of itself speaks to the privilege that you have. Right. Like I have no choice but to understand my blackness. Mm-hmm. I'm always conscious of the fact that I am black Period. and I'm always conscious of how I'm perceived in different spaces where I'm not surrounded by only other black people. I'm conscious of the fact that when I'm in meetings and I speak and someone says you're well-spoken, well, first of all, everyone in my position requires a degree. I'm not ignorant. Nobody in this room is ignorant. So why would you make that statement to me? It's because you assumed that somebody that was black wouldn't be well-spoken. Exactly. That you assumed that I wouldn't be able to articulate myself. And I'm affronted with different things like that on a regular basis. I don't have the choice of not being conscious. I don't have the choice of not seeing color, which is an illusion. You're my, that is, that's a lie. There is nothing. No, no. You can't say you don't see color. Now, what you might might be able to say, maybe, is you might be able to say that you don't judge someone on their color. Based, right. And I'm, I'm cool with that concept. You know, if you don't judge someone based on their race, wonderful, great. But to say you don't see to color say you don't see is a it, social lie, period. It is a social lie. And it's erasure of a culture. It's like you're saying that, The thing, the very thing that makes me who I am doesn't matter to you. Mm -hmm. And 
That's offensive. Very offensive. That's offensive. Especially, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not the most learned person on this subject, but to say that a group of people whose history has already been stolen and then to look at them and say, I don't see your color. Well, what do you see? I already don't know what part of Africa I came from. I already don't can't go back further than my great great grandparents. And now you're saying you don't see me, you don't see that I'm black, you don't see that what it's a lie. Come stop talk stop it. And I, I know it's probably well intentioned. I could you know, it's probably you probably mean well by saying I don't you don't see color. But stop saying it. But it's, stop it's, it. It's not it's 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 insensitive. And it ain't cute. Oh, and also Please don't mention your look, your token black friend. Well, I have a, I have black friends. Girl. As the, as if that. What are you saying that for? Are you trying to prove to me? Because you're trying. Exactly. That's exactly that. What it means. Because you have a black friend, that that means you're not you're racist. not racist. Well, is that black friend welcomed in your home? Is that black friend? Or do you make any effort to be a part of their life? Or is it just when I see you at school or when I see you at work or, you know, maybe we can go for drinks or out to dinner. That's your own affirmation to you to make you feel like you're not racist. Period. That's all it is. Yeah. Let's let's be honest about it. There there are prejudices that that a lot of people probably don't even recognize because it's been ingrained. And it's just... It's been ingrained. There are prejudices and and mm, a, a superiority complex that it's bred. that's bred like I should be, I should get because I am better. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me because on the flip side, some black people are bred with with prejudices as well, right. like that all white people or you know every every police officer's bad. We know that that's not accurate, um, you know, or that every white person is racist, or that I have to be. Which this is I don't know if this could even be a prejudice, but I know I was raised. Knowing or understanding that the expectation of me amongst my white classmates was that I had to be smarter. You have to work harder to show that you're better or to show that you're even qualified to be in this room. Right. And that's true. I think that's like a, I think that's a thing. I think because we've, I think because that's how it's been all the way through history. We've always had to outwork this one. Or I can even remember at my high school, like, the valedictorian was one of the actually she was like one of my friends at the time um and they were literally fighting she had to go to the school board and do all this extra stuff because she beat this dude on gpa level she beat him but because he was white and because of his family and because of the influence that his family had in the city they were literally trying to take it from her wow literally and i mean it was it was a whole thing like even I think her mom and the principal even got got into it, and it was like a whole issue in the paper. Like, but it's it, it's that like we 
when you're in the room with them, it's like you have to show up. And whether 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 you're taught that or whether anybody has said that to you, it's kind of like it's a thing in your head. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't be I can't be that black person that can't compete mm-hmm. on this level. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's sad. Right. Because I feel like at the end of the day, like me personally got like I hate generalizations. I don't like don't general don't generalize me. I am my own person. So I do consciously Yeah, you are. I am, you know, and I I hate it. So I I like to say, no, this is what faith does. You know, th- there may be a similarity between faith and somebody else, but I don't want to group you into something simply because I feel like you are an individual and you don't always feel the same way I feel. You know what I'm saying? And you don't feel the same way I feel. And I think that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. Like that we can sit in the room you can have your opinion. I can have my opinion. Sometimes we're together. Sometimes we ain't. But what is that? That doesn't mean that you're a bad person or I am. Like, let you be you. Let me be me. Let black people be black people. Because at the end of the day, y'all slick lovers. Because you stay taking our stuff. Right. Stay taking it. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, if we are valuable enough for you to love our culture and for you to do all these different things, to look like us, to get darker, to get big lips, big butt, all these different features... To TikTok dance. To like TikTok that. and all this stuff. <laughs> if you can do all that, then you should be able to appreciate who we are because at the end of the day, that's that's what that's where you get it from. You get it from the array of culture of black people. So let us be us and love it because you do. Yeah. So I, I will say I think amongst most, we'll just say millennial people i think there's a move now away from the overt racism Mm -hmm. by and large but what needs to change at this point isn't just independent or individual opinion we need systematic or systemic changes Mm -hmm. because laws are unjust and imbalanced and procedures and hiring policies and there's just things that are written into law that are are discriminatory that haven't been changed in over 100 years i mean there for a long time and i mean i would have to fact check to be certain but i'm pretty sure interracial marriage is still illegal in several states and I'm like, I think I think you're right, but yeah, we would have to fact check. We would have to fact check that, but I did check it. It's been a couple years ago, so I don't know if those laws have been updated. But like, legitly, it was illegal for people who cared about each other to love each other, marry each other, just because mm-hmm. of their race, and that hasn't changed on some states' books. Yeah. So why is it that we know society has changed? We know the times so to speak, and I use that lightly, the times have changed because we see that there are still things that are happening as recently as this week that make you feel like you took a step back 50 years. So, but in in general, things, um, unpopular belief are changing, but the, the system is still vastly skewed in mm-hmm. in favor of one race over the other. Yeah. And that's what people are tired of. And you said you don't like to generalize people and I agree. 
at the same time, I there is right now group grief happening, group Definitely. trauma, and people are hurt. And unfortunately, the out the outpouring of that hurt isn't always positive. Mm-hmm. But we have tried to be peaceful. We've tried to march. We've tried to do other peaceable protests, and it's served us nothing. Mm -hmm. It hasn't changed anything. Mm -hmm. Maybe a few minds. Maybe it changed a few minds. But not on on the level where America has gone wrong. It hasn't helped to right the wrongs. And and like you said, that's where it has to start. Right. It's got to, because it... The way that I feel, and if I'm wrong, you, I can be corrected. I, I, you can correct me. I'm totally fine with that. But until the system part of it gets fixed, it's going to be the same cycle. And that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. Yep, so. so, yeah. I think um, I don't think we prayed at the beginning. We didn't. So, I'm going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> pray because uh, I think we were just... Um, needing just, to get, that, to get that out. Yeah, so. We want to talk, but before you pray, I do want to leave, uh, because even even though it's hard to, to feel right now, um, and emotions are high, and when emotions are this high, sometimes it's hard to uh, default to the truth of Scripture. Yeah. It's hard, um, because what you're feeling overshadows logic a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to, just leave everyone and shout out to one of our friends, Brittany, who did a live and, and brought this scripture to my light. And uh, I'm going to share it with you guys. It's Romans 12 and 12. It says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. And I think if we focus on the hope that we have in Jesus, that as bad as it is, this isn't all we have. That there's something greater awaiting us. Um, and it says, be patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. And if the Lord so leads you, read the rest. But I promise you the Holy Spirit going to convict. It's going <laughs> to convict because there's a lot in this chapter of scripture, Romans 12. But where I'm finding hope right now is in verse 12. That's where I want to pin it. And then go ahead with the prayer because it does end with being faithful in prayer. It does. So, dear God, we just thank you for being God. God, I ask that you um, that you hear our cry. I know that you see our pain and our hurt and our confusion. And you see our questions, why? And we know that you have all the answers. So, God, I ask that you meet each and every one of us where we need to be met, that you clarify that you just show yourself mighty, you show yourself strong, even when we're feeling like we can't, we don't know what to say to you. We don't even know how to pray, especially when it's something that's hard. But we do trust you. We trust you as much as we can. And we love you, even through all of it. We still love you. We still honor you. And we know that you're still sovereign, that you're still righteous. And in the end... You will always get the glory. You will always get the victory. And we thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Socialize Podcast. We would love to connect with you. On IG at Socialize underscore podcast, Facebook at Socialize Podcast all together, or you can email us at socializepodcast at gmail.com. All of our information will be in the show notes. Again, thanks for listening to Socialize, Ignite by God's Perspective. Real life, real talk, real God.